gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. People dying, kill me in the packing house. This is the Jericho Open. Oh, you tricked me, man. I was like, he's so quiet and demure today. I know. What can I say? Demure. Uh, you also gave away what, what the whole show is by calling it the Jericho. Unless we're talking about that TV show, yes. Jericho. Well, listen, I'm a Jerichoholic. With Skeet, oh, you love Skeet Ulrich's uh, performance on that Sci-Fi Channel show? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. And uh, yeah. Welcome to Bunny sure. Ears, folks. I'm Matt Cohen. This is, of course, Skeet Ulrich. Uh, yeah, Skeet Ulrich. Skeet. Dev- is it Ulrich or Ulrich? I don't know. I'll go with you. You seemed like you corrected me. Like, Skeet Ulrich. Did you ever meet that guy? No. Sadly, no. Sadly. Gone before gone before his time. Yeah, yeah. No. I had a, I had, I had a, a, a weird, well, like, love for him. Like, I wrote something that involved the devil, and but he had, like, a picture of Skeet Ulrich like, in his wallet. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, so I actually like, had a thing about Skeet Ulrich. Spoiler alert. He's the killer in Scream. Oh, oh no! I spoiled it. Oh my goodness! You only had like forty-five. Years. Oh no! That movie came out so long ago. We're so old, buddy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so Matthew Lillard alert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, is he here? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Uh, welcome to Bunny Ears. Um, this is the show where we talk about Matthew Lillard. Yes, it's the the Lillard effect, and we also talk about stuff we love. We've talked about cartoons. We've talked about conspiracy theories. We've talked about uh, uh, mustard. But have we talked about Canada? We haven't yet, actually. And really? you know what? I don't think we've even had on a Canadian guest. Really? Now that I think about it. Is that... Wait. We have not had a single Canadian Does on that check out? Time. I mean, Kevin Smith wants to be like an honorary Canadian, but well, that doesn't count. Ohio's really close to Canada. It's, it's very close. Let me think. So, so Stu... Stu's no, not a Canadian. No, no, no Canadian. No, it's close, I, I, I think we're due, man. Yeah, okay. But, we should have a Canadian on. They're our brother slash little weird cousin to the north. Mm-hmm. They're adorable. They They've are. got something called Canada Day, and every time it's Canada Day, I go like, good for you, Canada. Oh, look at you. Like, you little, you little champ. Like, little, like, you want to give him like, that little like fist to the shoulder? Yeah, or like a hockey yeah. punch like a little like just pat to the head you know <laughs> and uh not only do we have a canadian on today but but this covers uh two of our loves our love for canada which yep, apparently canada, we have obviously obviously and our love for wrestling uh this motherfucking chris motherfucking jericho it's chris motherfucking jericho which is uh, he legally changed his middle name to motherfucking uh we we, we yeah. told him not to exclusive exclusively um Folks, if you don't know who Chris Jericho is, Chris Jericho is one of the best professional wrestlers in the history of the sport. Um, he is a rock star. Yeah. He is an author. He is a podcaster. He's got his own cruise coming up. Yeah. No, he's he's the real deal. Like, like he he does it all, and like he he says he's going to do things, and he actually does them, which is something that is short of what almost everyone else on this planet does. He's the goat, and we get into some wrestling centric talk on this show, other than Canada talk in in general. And and if you don't know, Chris uh, for years wrestled for a company called WCW, and then he had the bulk of his career with WWF and WWE, and now he's doing some really exciting stuff where he's kind of just a, the world's hottest free agent. Yeah. No, he's running a cruise right now that is wrestling related but still he filled up a cruise boat so while uh, he's the, also yeah. the lead singer of Fozzy of course uh, fantastic hit, hit song uh, called Judas this year there you go like you know yeah he's uh, uh, um, yeah no he does music he 
does he's a cruise director apparently he wears scar- really long scarves he's he's a scarf man he's a fashionista yeah 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 he he wears light up uh, light up leather jackets he's a super cool guy and he's someone I've been a fan of basically my entire life and I know you have too same same man he was my favorite growing up so it was it was crazy that we got to sit down and talk with him and it's, what's even crazier Warren is it's a two part conversation I know we we split up everything it's between our podcast and his what's his podcast talk is Jericho and you're gonna be able to if you're listening to Bunny Ears uh, the week it comes out you'll be able to hear that on Friday if not you'll be able to hear it whenever you want but definitely uh, check out Mac and me on Talk is Jericho uh, after you listen to Chris Jericho on the Bunny Ears show yeah you know, check 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 it out and without further ado <laughs> nice here we go are we recording we're recording we're recording we're recording Wow. Was that, that was it. That's, that's the intro. That was the, you weren't as loud as you usually are. Okay, hold on. One, two, three. We're recording. Thank you, buddy. Good. Just so, just so I can hurt my ears later on when yeah. I'm, when yeah, I'm editing go. this. Let me ask you a question. I'm not going to jump in and, and spoil any of your intros. Or whatever Please you don't. Do, but can I put these on? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Please put them on. Uh, okay. That's not Stu you're hearing, but we'll get to that in a moment, folks. Welcome to Bunny Ears. Yay. Uh, I'm Matt Cohen, joined as always by your illustrious host, Rory Culkin Jr. Rory Culkin, congratulations! I didn't. They just got married, and all of a sudden they had a kid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess they didn't wait long, right? Yeah, I know. Um, just ask Paul Heyman. You look just like your dad. Oh, thank you. Just ask Paul Heyman because, to be fair, Paul Heyman officiated your brother's wedding. Well, that, 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 that's the, that's the joke. I, yeah. For the Warren who didn't understand. Oh, that. for the Warren. Uh, and speaking of Paul Heyman, that's a pretty good segue, Mac. Did you do that on purpose? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, I am. I'm a verbose guy. I like to think that I've got. I got the words down, and, and it's not often that I uh, am left verbose. near speechless at trying to introduce a guest. Uh, and there's really very few ways to do this other than than the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Y2J. Mm-hmm. Come on, hit me with some more. Uh, uh, what? Oh, the Lionheart. There you go, buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we have, we have Mr. It's Chris, Chris Jericho. Fucking Jericho on right That's now. That's good. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you. Very cool. That was a good um, intro. <laughs> and, uh, I'm very excited to wear the bunny ears. I know. I, which honestly, is cool. you better take them off before they suit you. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too late, my friend. We're not going to name late. names, but there have been some guests in the past who are a little too macho for the bunny ears. Well, True. that's just BS because there's nothing more macho than wearing bunny ears. They're Thank fertile you. animals, right? You know? well, always, no, but it's, yeah. it's, it's always like I always come from the school of like uh, in the 90s. Um, uh, I see that you have your nails painted. So did I. Darn Black too. nails. I also, <laughs> I also had both my ears pierced before that was the thing, because Paul Stanley had that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, Paul Stanley is probably banging more girls than I'll ever meet in my life. So if he can wear painted nails and earrings, well then, damn it, so can I. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely prove your masculinity, uh, even though it might not seem that way for other type of like farmers and cowboys and those type of people. Yeah, I've actually always kind of been that way too, where it's kind of just like, yes, I, I will wear. You're a flamboyant gal. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, you know, lipstick and everything. Even. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've yeah. seen you rock like a like a straight up Bowie Stardust. Let's see, there you go, Bowie. Look. You just hit it, Bowie. Yeah. Yes. Bowie, but here's right? one thing I love too is that when you talk about you know the history of rock and roll, for example, and you know it's just like show business. If you really want to make it wrestling too, if you want to make it, you got to do something that's never been done before. Indeed, yeah. Take a chance. And you think of Bowie in the early '70s, and people probably laughing at him or calling him weird or bisexual, or whatever. And now here we are after he passed away, and he's one of the greatest artists of all time that we all critically acclaim all of his looks and all of his weirdness. So you have to take a chance and do something different and go through that um, trial of fire where people are going to be kind of smirking at you 
until they realize, oh my God, this guy's doing whatever he wants to do. And then you put the fucking bunny ears on, and now, you know, we're the coolest people here. Heck yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking you about. You can take we yours off. Cool. You don't yeah, have to. Well, gotta, you, you have nothing to prove. I'll put them back on. Yeah, we Warren, are. Warren, they were always people. on. By the way, there's only three of us in here, but we are the coolest people in here. Also, I like <laughs> to think. We are the three coolest people in the room. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, David Bowie, totally like David Bowie was an innovator, I like to think that because, like, no one's did a podcast before us, really, right? Yeah, we're the first podcasters. We're kind of present company excluded. crashers. No, kidding. Speaking of one of the only podcasts yeah. out there, yeah. I think. No, I'm pretty sure we're the only one. Speaking of podcasters, Chris, you have your own podcast and have had for years. I do. Five years coming up. Five years. I know. You were saying that. Five, Talk is Jericho, five yeah. Years. Um, what happened was, we were going to tell the story before, but what happened was, uh, so Steve Austin uh, was probably the first guy that had a podcast that I knew. And he called me one day and said that um, Podcast One, the company that he was working for, was looking for other kind of wrestling podcasts because as anything else, when something is a hit, you know, the studios and the powers that be want more of the same. Uh, I said, I can't do a wrestling podcast, but I'd love to do a podcast with wrestling as an element of it. Or, you know, you're a raconteur. A raconteur. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a rock have, star. You're a. Yeah. Uh, well, and have, and have, a have a lot of interests, you know, and, and like yeah. you guys just like having a cool conversation. So, by proxy of this, yeah, we've got wrestling, we've got music, we've got rock and roll, comedians, porn stars, you know, some of my friends from high school, whatever it may be. But also, now some of my heroes have been on. William Shatner's been on like three oh, that's times. Cool. Paul Stanley a bunch of times. Lars Ulrich from a so now you get a chance to talk to your friends and make new friends like with you guys right now mm-hmm. we might have met before mac we he have says you guys backstage have, yeah. at staples backstage yeah at staples, staples. mania yes. right yeah and actually here's another one i was awkward and you were very you actually came up to me oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think i actually met you one time before that i feel like that was not the first time yeah go on at hugo's in la out in here LA. oh my goodness it was you your brother Kieran, mm-hmm. and he was dating uh, seventy show girl. Oh, that was my. Who is him? You were dating her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. I, yeah, ex- yeah don't ex- give him. Credit excuse for me. That. Yeah, well, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. we'll edit this. We'll edit this part out. Don't one. worry. High, fi- <laughs> high five on that one. So I, I, I apologize. So, so it was you, your brother, and your ex girlfriend or girlfriend at the time, and I was at Hugo's, and you guys were either eating there or I was eating there, and you guys said hi to me, and yeah. And your brother told me a story about how he had done a Broadway play or something along those lines and wore a Chris Jericho shirt during yep. the play because he felt the character warranted that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was my shirt. It was the Jericho-holic shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah. The old WCW, like, <laughs> Jer- Jericho-holic <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Okay. Going back yeah. to what you just which said. I still, which I, I have. I got it back, by okay. the way. <laughs> got it back from. It's, it's, it's in my repertoire. Yeah, I but got going it. Going back to what you even just said, so Mac did an AMA earlier this year and someone asked him, who's your favorite professional athlete of all time? And he named you. So you said you've gotten to meet some of your heroes yeah dude that's literally the moment we're having right now yeah you know what i mean you kidding me like yeah like it's, and actually we get to see the whole arc too like you know like as a fan mm-hmm. like you know like kind of from from even pre wcw kind of days like onward like you know like, super, super liger <laughs> and onward <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to your naito match to like being a huge new japan mark and loving everything you're doing over there yeah and like it's, it's, it's been crazy it's, man it's so cool because and this is one thing i love about doing what we do and whatever form of uh, show business or entertainment that you're in, you have a mutual respect society. Indeed. And, you know, I mean, like I said, like when I tell my kids that I did this with you, because, you know, every Christmas you watch Home Alone. It's just mm-hmm. this the standard. And obviously that's not the only thing you've done, but to them, it's like, yeah. why would Macaulay Culkin want to talk to my dad? Because <laughs> every you know? Christmas he watches your money in the bank. Well, right? there you go. It's reciprocal. <laughs> but but that, that is a cool thing. Like And like to get a chance to like, I, I, for some reason, you know, let's say Vanilla Ice greatest guy in the world and you know not the biggest fan before but 
obviously respect what he did, sat yeah. down, had a podcast, and now we, you know, he's a great guy. We text back and forth and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, who yeah, we just yeah. saw earlier yeah, today. Yeah, That's yeah, another guy that I respect yeah, yeah. and loved. Mm-hmm. And via the podcast world, now we're friends because you get a chance to talk to each other. Exactly. We hope we don't let you down. That's a lot of, you're building up the pressure here, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, it's like vanilla ice and then me. Well, I mean, just like, hard. just like, ooh, I know. Like, yeah, it's, it's back. Like, yeah. I would well, argue that off, he's probably better off to the races over here. Real quick, who'd win in a fight, Mac? You were vanilla. Mac likes to do this a lot. Okay, who'd win in a fight? Me or Rob Van Winkle? Uh, Rob's a big guy. He's he's, he's bigger than I thought. <laughs> yeah, but, but, sorry, but hey. there's nothing scarier Matt than a little dirty. guy going, come on. Yeah, yeah. Right? And That's it's always scary. It's always the little guys that are super tough. Like, um, That's what I'm talking. It's, uh, it's the guys that say how tough they are that aren't. And it's the little guys that just kind of sit in the corner and be quiet that turn all, you know, mongoose and the cobra snake, right? That's what sure. I'm talking about. So you Tiki ever see a, a, a train spotting? Like, yeah, of Beg- course. Like Begbie? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he is like the biggest badass sure. in town. And he's not the biggest Skinny dude in the world. Skinny guy, like, Carlisle or whatever. I love how yeah, like, yeah. he like flicks out his knife and like, Tick. all right, now it's fight time. Like, <laughs> but, but that the reason for that, though. And, so I'm going to Begbie him. That's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Vanilla Ice, hey, calling out to you, Vanilla Ice. I'm going to beer glass on you from the second floor of a bar. I'm going to you. There's our clickbait challenge. Exactly. I think another reason why smaller guys are tougher, and I know this because I grew up as a small guy is because you always get picked on and always have a lot of fights no shit and when you do challenge bigger guys they don't really know what to do and I've had a couple altercations over the years where the big guys don't really know what to do when you challenge them and when you're a little guy who's been beat up a bunch of times or been slapped you don't give a shit I don't fucking care I've been Mm -hmm. punched in the face before you know the worst it can be yeah I mean the worst that can be is you know you get punched in the face and knocked you out you know whatever Yeah. so I think that when you have that little bit of a a chip on your shoulder it does make you tougher because you're not afraid yeah yeah no, you know, believe me, so, I'm, I was a little guy. Plus, I was, I was me as a child. Sure. So yes, you no, had lot, a lot. Prison rules from uh, yes, age it was prison five, rules. Every right? time I changed schools, it was prison rules. Like you know, every <laughs> single Find time. Find the toughest guy. Find the toughest guy and push him down the stairs <laughs> while yeah. screaming home, "Home alone, bitch!" <laughs> like, uh, just to let him really right. know. Yeah, let them really know. So other like, than yeah, being I, I've a, arrived. Other than being a, a wrestler and one of the greats of all time and and a, and a musician and a podcaster, you're also a Canadian. And this is, <laughs> you're breaking our Canadian cherry, man. And, oh, great. And Canada is actually a huge people, part of people our People like us in Canada, audience. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we don't, shout out to our Canadian yes, yes, Warren. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we make fun of Australians and cool. South Americans. they're racist. But, but not, because <laughs> they're Canadians racist. we love. Uh, yeah, and, okay. And people in South America, but, they But Canada is like people. our second, like one of our biggest markets, like is Canada. Canada in general, and they've been super supportive. And we have yet and you're to Canadian. speak to a Canadian, and, here, and here you are. Where, where are you from? Again, I'm from dude, I'm real Canada. Yeah, I'm from, we know I'm shit. from the prairies, Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> That's I mean, actually, I didn't know that. I was oh. actually just well, asking sure. you. I'm from Winnipeg, you yeah. idiot. Right? <laughs> I'm being cute. But let me explain to people that don't know what Canada's geography is: that uh, Winnipeg is basically in the middle of the country. And it's the prairies, so it's very flat. It's like our Kansas, basically Kansas, but think, colder, colder, much colder. Think of <laughs> Kansas. Nicer. Think of like a Nebraska, but with no cornfields. So, um, and also you mentioned the cold, and this is something I just said earlier. True story. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was home for Christmas, and it was colder in Winnipeg than it was on the surface of Mars. <laughs> and you you can Google that for everyone that doesn't believe me, because with the wind chill. The wind blowing was like minus 78 and Mars is oh, like minus 75 or something. Uh, do they have like the underground tunnels in Winnipeg? Because I know that Toronto has that. They, I think, they do, right? but not like subways or anything. There's a couple underground tunnels downtown and stuff. But basically, when you grow up in Winnipeg, that's another reason why I, I, I'm kind of tough and durable. I was going to say, like, hey, yeah. You look leathery. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's freezing, though. Like Winnipeg. And when you're you. a kid, you got nothing to do. 
do. So you'd meet up with your friends and you'd go, you would, we would walk about 20 minutes from our house down to the seven 11, hang out in front of the store. Cause they wouldn't let us in cause we're vagrants. And then basically walk back for three hours and it's minus 30 and that's what you do. Jeez. And you don't wear, glo- you might wear like small gloves, but not big gloves. You don't wear a toque cause it's not cool when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. I you're, love you. are getting more. I love Canadian. the toque. toque. Yeah, I'm getting there. I just learned that recently, man. I'll teach you guys a bunch works. of words that you want to, you want to do it. We know loonies too. So this is something that I never realized until I moved to the States and started talking to people and it would be like, uh, you'd say like, um, uh, would, you, would you like a, let me just, would you like a rye, a rye and Coke? You know what a rye is? Like whiskey? It's whiskey. Like yeah, there crown, you go. Rye and Coke. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about a parkade? No clue. No, That's like an arcade? Underground parking garage. <laughs> oh, wow. Above it. Parkade. parkade yeah. <laughs> uh, how about peelers? Peelers? No, I don't know. Those are strippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That uh, makes sense. Let me, uh, let me see some other ones. Uh, how about uh, how, how about a brown? A brown? Uh, I'm yeah. afraid to hear this one. Good. It's no, it's not what you think. Okay. It's a, a beer. All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. brown. Okay, that brown. makes sense. Uh, two four. Two four. No, that's uh, twenty four beers. A case of beer. Wow, look at give that. Me, give me a two four brown. These, these, these are, are something every these, Canadian, these are new. Yeah. Every Canadian yeah, would know these. these every ca- every Canadian would know those. Yeah, uh, parkade is weird though because I think in like Eastern Canada, like Toronto, so they don't know. But in Canada, in Winnipeg, it's a just. I, I said it like just very recently, and someone was looking at me like I was completely insane. <laughs> yeah. You know, Boxing Day. Sure, we're, yes, we're, yes. We're, yeah. we actually, we're we actually do holiday mini We do mini sodes, oh, okay. and holidays. we do holidays. Yeah. But it's like World Ocean Day, so and also we have like Boxing Day. But did them. you know Boxing Day before you started doing your holiday show? Nope. There no, you go. Uh, so Nick, the comedian Nick, uh, Nick Kroll had a show <laughs> called The Kroll Show, and there was a segment on there called Wheels Up Ontario, which was like a parody of Degrassi Junior High. Right. And I heard words that I couldn't possibly think of, like cafetorium? Is that real? Cafetorium. Ca- like cafetorium. Instead, school, instead of a cafeteria. cafeteria. Oh, cafeteria. I wasn't familiar with that. Or like sack mil- you what did you milk. What sack? That's real. I, we didn't have a cafeteria, so it, it was the... Um, it wasn't the lounge, but it was something like that. Uh, I can't, I'll think of it in a second. But yeah, the milk lounge in a sack, and they milk, call it homo yeah, milk. Yeah, milk, <laughs> milk comes in a bag. Milk bag of homo milk. That's yeah. a real sentence. Homo milk. Yeah, <laughs> homo milk means homogenized. I love Canadians. Which is kind of like two percent or one percent or fat or whatever it may be. Oh my goodness! So there's, yeah. there's milk and homo milk. Homo milk that comes in a plastic oh, bag. God. And what That's you do is you, you would go to the store. It was called Loblaws. <laughs> you do. You you put it. You buy yep. a plastic con- uh, container. Um, and then you buy the bag of milk and you put, no, you put it in the plastic container and then you cut the tip of it off and then you pour it. I was hoping it was more like Capri Sun. It's like, the, yeah, it came yeah, in a, yeah, like a box of milk. Yeah, it's yeah. Like there's a middleman in this. Yeah. You guys have box boxes of wine here. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay, we have a box we of wine. Box, box wine with a yeah. little spout on the bottom or whatever. So the big yeah, uh, everyone, everyone's everyone's depressed mother in sure. You know, they always have a box of that in their uh, in their laundry room. Okay, yeah, yeah, in the laundry room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the other Sorry, another one. I'm just kind of riffing here. Uh, another one was uh, uh, turtles, which were the big candy. Turtles, the chocolate are they chocolate? Like a chocolate flat kind of thing, yeah. And it's like got caramel and like I don't know, like pretzels in it or something. But everybody was into the turtles. The, the big turtles. thing we hear turtles, about yeah. Canadian snack wise are, are Tim Tams. Am I right on that? Uh, Tim Tams. I don't Tim know. Bits. I was, I was Tim Bits. Tim Bits from uh, from Tim from Hortons. Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're like mun- they're like Dunkin' Donuts Munchkins, right? Yes. And Tim Horton was a. Uh, um, he wasn't even. A, I'm not gonna say he wasn't a great player. Yeah, he was a hockey player. He was a hockey player for the Buffalo Sabers. And he bought a donut restaurant, and then he died in a car crash. 
His wife had the donut restaurant and started building it up in the Buffalo and area. And it's like the, the it's, coffee joint. It's everywhere. There's probably yeah. 10,000 Tim Hortons in Canada. I just yeah. had a crazy realization. So is Stan Makita's in Wayne's World based, based on, Tim, on Hortons Tim Hortons? Because Mike Myers is oh, Canadian. There you go. That's a, nice, that's a nice pull. Interesting that you just thought of that because that was the first thing everybody knew in, in Canada, Canada of 25 years ago when it came years. out. That's yeah. a nice pull, dude. Yeah, wow. very, very good that's pull. That's crazy. That's yeah. exactly what it was, mm-hmm. though. Stan Makita's. And, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what are the, the other? So you don't have you do have Starbucks or you don't. T- Tim Hortons is the like go to. Well, there, there might be Starbucks now, but but I would assume it probably does good. But Tim Hortons is but yeah. yeah. Tim Hortons and also classic. Tim Hortons like, seems like it's a little more uh, East Coasty, or is it also like on the West? Dude, Coast? you just nailed it. I was going to say the Maritimes. I was going to say like every everything. Is that exactly. the everything so like everything east of Toronto. Montreal. Yes. Yeah. No, no, Montreal's Quebec. Okay. So here's the more geography. Yes. Here we go. With Chris here Jericho. We this, like British Columbia, BC. Uh, we're starting west to east. Vancouver, you can't yeah, yeah. see my hand, but uh, if people no, listening, go on. <laughs> yeah, we're starting above California. Yeah, British Columbia is furthest west. Mm-hmm. Then you get Alberta. Mm-hmm. Then you got Manitoba. Okay. Then you got Saskatchewan. Then you got Ontario. Then you got Quebec. Then oh, you wow. got the Maritimes, which is Newfoundland, mm-hmm. Prince Edward Island. You seen the Saint, risk board in your head? Uh, St. John's, <laughs> no, Hal- Halifax. I'm, I'm thinking of this. Halifax, Nova Scotia, right? PEI, yeah, P- uh, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland. Oh, and I'm missing the two other ones. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking up right Alaska? now. Alaska? That's not one. Oh, dang. Uh, I was but so But there close. was also two uh, <laughs> territories which were above, and they were like the Northwest Territories yep, and the Yukon. Uh, uh, Yukon. Yeah. Which I think now have not. They've been abolished from Canada. So they're basically there are? two no, giant. No, I'm not yeah, sure. They're just very melty. So Can- yeah. Alaska is str- Alaska is straight up attached to Canada. Like, can you drive to Alaska? No, uh, there's mountains. Yeah, you have, you, 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 you have to fly. There's you can't. There's not attached. It's more. Like, I think it might be just across the sea from Russia. It's up that far. It's like a land yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, sh- I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gotten <laughs> so involved here with all this stuff. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to be the. You were impressive uh-huh. for a minute. Yeah, we but... said earlier we don't do any research for these shows. Uh-huh. But let me actually find out. Okay, <laughs> uh, here's the ones I forgot. Okay. okay. Uh, Newfoundland, Prince Edward Island. I forgot New Brunswick. Okay. And I forgot Nova Scotia. Oh, oh Nova Scotia. Go. We're sorry, Nova right. Scotia. Yeah. Those yeah. are the other two. Shout out to Nova Shout Scotia. Shout out to Nova Scotia. We love you. We <laughs> yes. never, we never forget you. Unlike Chris Jericho. Yes. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> That's the bunny ears promise. Uh, so what are some other other big other big Canadian institutions? So we got TV, right? So I lived in Burlington, Vermont, for a few years, which is like Almost thirty Canada. minutes from Montreal. Yeah, yeah. And right. we would get Canadian it TV. Is. We would get Canadian TV channels, and there were like. Something called like the Royal Air Farce and yeah. like the Red Green Show, yeah, which made no sense to me whatsoever. Those right. two, are, I love. We love Kids in the Hall. I love yeah, Tom yeah. Green. Yeah, like some of the CBC stuff. Uh, was great, SCTV yeah. was was huge for me. But then I like there's certain ones where it's just so Canadian that that it just seems well, untranslatable. Th- th- there is there was a show called The Beachcombers that was huge in the 70s, and the star was a guy called Bruno Gerusi, who was like a huge star in Canada. You probably never heard of no, him of in yeah. the states. And Big. it was it was about guys on the Vancouver shoreline, BC shoreline, that were loggers. Uh, they would comb the beaches for logs. <laughs> the most Canadian and thing of all. You're describing the most Canadian thing and ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it was the most Canadian <laughs> show ever. And it, you look on. back on it, like, not, like it's just like there was a kind of an angry guy called Relic that wore a toque and he always was trying to steal oh, people's logs. And he had a bunch of, you know, uh, Canadian uh, First Nation. We can't say... Can, can, it's hard because Native we grew up saying <laughs> Indians. Like we did, right? And yeah. you can't say that Indians is First Nation. But if you grew up that way, for me to say Indians is not a derogatory term. No. No. It's just what I of course. was it, used to. It's like a grandpa saying oh, the wrong thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just. So f- 
Touche. Yeah, thank you. First thank Nation. You. There's First Nation <laughs> sure. people involved. In this. So the, there was that. There's a lot of shows. You mentioned Degrassi, which you know it came to prominence like in recently, but in yeah. the 80s and 90s, early 90s, like there was no show like that because because it was on the CBC, which is kind of the Canadian version of the BBC. Which I didn't realize is you could say the word fuck. They just never did. So on the finale of uh, Degrassi, the the guy cheats on his girlfriend and she goes, "You mean you're fucking Tessa Campanelli?" And like, Kev- <gasps> if Kevin was here, he would tell you, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He loves that show, and I just couldn't believe it. And that was such a Canadian thing where you didn't know that you could swear on CBC, but when they when they threw it out there, it was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, the, 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 uh, you know, yeah. Yes, the, and then all the, of Manitoba the, rioted. Yeah, the, yes. the, the dam broke. It did. <laughs> and then the other side was back when I grew up. There was only four channels. There was three English channels and there was a French channel. Uh, but was, all of Canada got the French. Channel. All yeah, which was Channel Ten, and if but you, there were only four those, channels, those cool only four channels. How did yes. skip to ten? Yeah, yeah. But if you um, caught it at the right time, you would see tits. Like yeah, they would show French, naked oh, chicks. Awesome. Yes, it's like, did you watch the French Channel last night? Like, no, what? Like, that, did you see there was a boob on it? Oh my gosh, I gotta oh, watch it. Wee. Yeah, <laughs> and you could watch for hours and not catch anything. But if you were lucky, you caught it that one. Yeah, it was like he's like he's seeing a glimpse of the Bigfoot or something. Well, that was like scrambled. Yeah. I remember we, I I there was like scrambled porn when I was a kid. Oh, like yeah, yeah. the right. channels you didn't pay for, and if you were lucky, once every like three months, somehow miraculously the stars would align and it would get unscrambled. For like thirty to sixty seconds, yeah. and no. you were like, "All systems go." All you had to do was flick back and forth between the channel. Yeah, that's how you. Yeah, you, 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 you could unscramble trick. it. Yeah, yeah. I always compared it to like like that when 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 Luke shoots the the laser that blows up the Death Star. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. when it got unscrambled. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he he would blow up Death Star and unscramble porn for like a minute. You know what I mean? But I mean, we we had a lot of those type of Canadian shows. I've actually done podcasts on both Canadian television and Canadian music because uh, there's a, tons of bands. Much music, right? Much music. Yeah, right. there you go. That's the MTV out there. That's the mm-hmm. MTV, and, and we never had MTV. So you could watch both. We had much music. Boo! Oh no! What happened? Sorry, Chris. I, I Matt gets scared. So many ghosts. Oh no! <laughs> I'm a ghost. Just now? I'm a ghost right now. Uh, Mr. Jericho, I apologize. Matt just found some information out about himself that we need, we need to know. What do you mean you're a ghost? I died young and beautiful. Okay. I did. Okay. Yeah. Why do you find? Why do you think this is pertinent for right now? Well. Because of Casper Mattresses. You know, we know about Casper Mattresses here on this show. We've heard about them before. And they've got three mattress models, the Casper, the Wave, the Essential. They're perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Whoa. And that's, <laughs> ma- that's sexy know, math. Whenever I think cradle, I th- this is sexual connotation to cradle for some reason. Looking, I don't know what that is. I, I have a sexual connotation with geometry. So well, there we're you go. both different Look kinds out. of folks. We have so much in common they with got Casper. A, <laughs> they got a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temp throughout the night it's delivered right to your door in a tiny tiny how do they do that size box with free shipping and returns in the u.s and canada a eh? the best part is you can be sure of your purchase with casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial wait 100 night 100 nights man whoa uh, after all folks <laughs> you spend one third of your life sleeping you should be comfortable when you're doing it yep we're, so we're basically telling you buy a mattress also I'm a ghost. Also, he's a ghost. And if you want a mattress and you're a ghost or a human, do us a favor. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash bunny and using bunny at checkout. I know what you're going to ask. It's B-U-N-N-Y, buddy. Oh, there you go. And that's casper.com slash bunny with offer code bunny for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. What? They apply? Hey, Chris Jericho, what do you feel about that? What Canadian bands can we name, Max? Snow? 
He oh, was wow. Canadian. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's no, not the a, one I would have gone he, with first. Uh, he was in a band. What was Tom Green's group called again? Uh, with that one rap song they did? I'm, I'm, yeah, but that's I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, was it System of a Down? No, they're what like, are like is I just Rush, they were Rush really is, big out Rush there when Canadian, I was living right? out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're from California. Rush yeah. is Canadian. Rush. I, I was joking, but there are big, huge Canadian yes. rock bands, right? B- yes. No, yes is from England. But uh, the, the biggest Canadian band um, is called the Tragically Hip. I've wow, heard I've heard yes. of them. Uh, Their the singer Gord Downey just died of brain cancer last year. And That's it was hilarious. Like, it was, well, uh, yeah. The feel-good moment of the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like the equivalent of like if Mick Jagger died worldwide, that's what we felt in Canada when Gord Downey Goodness. died. And they could play... You know, let's say three nights in the Winnipeg Arena, three nights in, in Toronto in Armo Dome, and then cross the border and not even sell out First Avenue in Minneapolis. Yeah. You yeah. know, do like eight hundred people or a thousand yeah, people yeah. there. It's one of the craziest anomalies ever. They never cracked it in the States or basically any other country, yet in Canada Every Canadian knows like twenty tragic hip songs, and they fucking rock. They're great. Actually, it's a great name for a band. It's too. a great name. That's really and and, and just like GNR, everyone just calls them the hip. Yeah, you know, and it's like the fact that they never made it bigger is is a, is a I've always been fascinated by that as like a bullshit xenophobic American because all Americans forget that like other countries have their own celebrities that we don't have here because right. ours go everywhere else, right? Like it's a two-way street with American celebrities. Everyone in, you know, like you guys, both of you guys are world global celebrities. Mm-hmm. I agree, but every country also has like <laughs> universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you. their own, pa- like the people universal. that are on like Best Week ever of those countries, right? Like the B and C list, French and Belgian mm-hmm. and Canadian, and as Americans, we just assume that like other countries don't have that. Well, and the thing is too, like if you go to Canada, and we're mentioning the tragic clip. Now, if you go to Quebec. That's even another microscopic that's, world. It's a different kind of. It's a different kind of Canada. I've spent a good amount of time I've, in Canada. Montreal. Okay. I've spent the most yeah, yeah. time in that. But yeah. what I'm saying though is, there's there's musical acts in Montreal that are ridiculous. Like like Celine Dion, for example, before she cracked in the states, was huge in, in the province of Quebec. There was another uh, chick called Mitsu that was massive. There's a guy called Renee Samar that was massive. And, and I've there's, heard of Mitsu actually. Funny enough, it, it, she was like a blonde chick yep. and and a mon cowboy or something. Yeah, yes, I've, but, I've been shown YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Yeah, yes, but yes. she would sell. I don't know. Like that, let's say she would go gold. In you know, there's just Quebec, just yeah. Quebec. There's yeah. like a hundred thousand people, <laughs> yeah. and you know, ninety thousand had a record, own, and they have their own TV channels, basically. Right? Everything. Well, Quebec went through a phase. They finally got over it, thank God, where they were trying. Like they were trying to free Quebec. They were trying to. It was called uh, 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 what they call separate the separatist movement. Yeah. and there was yeah. a French word for that. And basically, separatist. What they, separatist. You, yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. What basically what happened is they wanted to become their own country. Yeah. So, but think of the logistics of this. Once again, you've got the six provinces or five provinces. You got Quebec, then you got all the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. So you would be Canada, Canada, Canada. It's in the middle. Passport, <laughs> yeah. Like border, virtually Quebec. no water access. Like you know, it, no, they yeah. would landlock it would, it themselves. Yeah, it, yeah. Would, it wouldn't be sustainable. It didn't on make their any own. sense, but yeah, they kept trying. Remember one year? They're so French. I mean, they are so. Fr- like, I, they're very, a different I, kind of French well, than French. Well, you live in course, Par- you have a place course. in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know the French, and so it's yeah, it's Quebecois. Yeah. Right um, and, and and but the thing is, there's certain restaurants you go there and like they don't speak English. They won't. They but refuse. No, they do speak English. Of course, they just won't. They, yeah, they just won't. And uh, they have a certain kind of pride about being French, even though, like, they're you, not. They're in Canada. It, it's two countries divided by a uh, uh, common language, like fr- France and Quebec. Yeah. Like, no, like 
French people like are like that's not French. Yeah, like oh, they're like no, yeah. they, they go. I can kind of understand, but it's very dirty. The, yeah, their, they, their tongue is their tongue is lazy. French consider Quebecois to be like uh, like dirty. low level French. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's dirty. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, like yeah. Australians used to be for the English. Or sure. Yeah. 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 Like, you know? No, it's it's yeah, it's it's dirty. And you French. get yeah, dirty French, right? Yeah, it's the same way like Cajun or yes. you know yeah, like that kind of thing. Right. That, exactly. That, that does not. That, that's not French. Yeah, that's like, not real. That's not the real French. And actually, I, I can tell the difference. I mean, I can tell the difference between like southern France and like northern okay. France like that kind of thing and I don't even speak French but I can hear the difference it's like yes there is a huge difference about the way that it's vowels mm. like, it's very just a lazy tongue like, right, right, right. you live in the states now right yeah how long have you been full-time over here are you actually are you a citizen oh yeah I'm a dual citizen since since I was born oh they oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad was born in Winnipeg, but he played in the NHL. I know we're actually going to yeah, go there. We talked yeah. about that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 So yeah. I, I was born in New York, oh, in, 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 in New York, when oh, right he played for the Rangers. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say he was a Rangers. One of he was a Ranger. Yeah. Where, yeah. Do you remember where you lived when he played for the Rangers? Uh, I don't recall, but it was out in Long Island. That's so funny. Because yeah. all the Rangers Long Island at the time. Here. Okay. Uh, in my neighborhood, the a lot of the Islanders, like there was, I had, uh, was it not Pierre? Tur- it wasn't Pierre Turgeon. It was there was a very French named neighbor I had who was like a. It was like a goon on the Islanders. He used to beat people <laughs> up all the time. And like they would they would live there for like a year or two and then they would go to another team and then a new hockey player would come into the Yeah, there's certain areas where the, where the guys would live and they might have a practice arena out there or something. It was like, yeah, co- like, like Copland used to live yeah, around there. <laughs> so yeah. I was Copland for I, hockey I players. Was, yeah. <laughs> I was born in a place called Manhasset. New York. Yeah, so I'm from yeah, Syosset, yeah. which is like two towns over. And what's what's two towns from there? Jericho. Yeah, which is the town which over from me. I had nothing had nothing to do with oh, where that's I got so the name funny, from. Dude. I had no idea until I went back there. Over so the as a kid who lived in the town next to Jericho, that's why part of me initially was like, "Holy shit, this is our guy." There you go, right? Yeah. But, but and, and actually, it was funny because um, in about the mid 2000s, um, Vince McMahon decided that you couldn't be a a, a babyface and be from Canada. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was kind of that. Yeah, he was he, coming off that era in the late '90s, kind of thing. Like yeah, know, the, the was, whole Bret Hart he, stuff. He, he and just got this okay. thing in his head where you, you know, if you, you, no one can be from Canada. Yes. So they had to introduce us either where we lived, like foreigners, like, foreigners yes, are villains like now res- by default. Now, so now residing in Tampa, is Florida. I remember Benoit now residing in Atlanta, Georgia. He couldn't Ziegler be from Edmonton. Always had the now residing in Hollywood. Well, Florida. well but that's that's part of his gimmick. Vince refused to allow us to be from Canada. Well, the Rougeaus, remember they were like. Soon to be residing yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. from Nashville, but like, the <laughs> one that I had was was I said, well, Vince, I I I have no allegiance to Tampa whatsoever. I live there, but it's not where I'm from. Yeah. I said I was born in New York. Can't we say that? And he's like, uh, well, where are you born? I said Manhasset. He goes, no one knows what the hell Manhasset oh is. God, You're from Manhattan. That. He goes, no, you can't be from Manhattan. That's too gimmicky. Because now you're residing in Tampa. That's yeah, it. That's that's like, and that's not gimmicky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I, think, I, I, I think I saw you once in a, in a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey at some point. Like, I did, yeah. You know, back in the day. Like, I, yeah. I would, I, you know, I go to the Lightning games from time to time. because lightning guys Keep it cool. <laughs> yeah, but here's the best part, though. Exactly. Here's the best part. They always give me uh, tickets to go to the games. But when, they, when jet, the Jets come, I ain't wearing... The lightning you get jersey. to turn yeah, on, yeah. on the crowd. I wear the jet. Yeah, no, I wear yeah. the jet shirt. But they're like, they're like, Chris, you can't. You can't you're you're sitting in Tampa Bay seats that the team is giving you. You can't wear gestures. I'm like, dude, I have to. Yeah. So I and so I I, I met them in the middle. Just wore a Jets T-shirt. Yeah, which yeah, wasn't yeah, as noticeable. Yeah, but yeah, can, so. yeah, everyone's making concessions. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. But, right. uh, how, but uh, so your yeah, dad, your dad uh, played in the NHL for like how he did long? Ten like, years. Jeez, look at that. He had a, he had a, he had a long career. What he started position? he started in '67 with the Kings out here. He was on the very first LA Kings team, right. 
Then he got. Did, tra- you get, did you go with Gretzky? Like when he got, like when Gretzky got. Well, wow, this is in the '60s. Yeah. Gretzky got trained in the '80s. Oh, My goodness. dad played '67 to '70. I thought the Kings. I thought the Kings were were younger than that. For some no, reason. they started in '67. Oh my god, that was the first year. For some reason, for some reason, I thought they were well. like an early '80s. Yeah, like, no, kind of thing. the '67 they started, wow. but they didn't come to prominence until Gretzky got traded. That's what I'm talking. That's when that's everybody. Like, I guess that's why. That's yeah. when the normal people in in LA didn't know anything about hockey. Oh my gosh, there's hockey here. Yeah, exactly right. So he was out here in LA. LA, then he got traded to New York, and then got traded to St. Louis, and that's where he finished up his career. And then we all moved back to Winnipeg after that. So, um, but yeah, so he, he actually played, um, I think he got the very first overtime goal in LA Kings history yeah, scored by Ted awesome. Irvin, my dad. Was there, was there ever a moment where you wanted to be a hockey player? Because there was, but I sucked. I, I was Fair a shit. <laughs> when I was a kid, you're not good on your feet. Well, yeah, I'm not a good athlete though. I'm just, I'm, I, you'll understand Since this you. Mac. Like, um, I was always uh, really uh, in, uh, intrigued and attracted to the show business element of, mm-hmm. of wrestling. Yeah. And I liked hockey, but to me it was a group of guys. And you never really saw their faces. And if you did, you didn't know which guy was which. Because it's all shot from afar. It's, it's, all, yeah, it's a team. Yeah. Of, yeah. But, got masks but, on. But, but wrestling... Wrestling and rock and roll always really got yeah. to me. Because I loved the individuality uh, of, of both. You yeah. know, you could see... You know, we mentioned Paul Stanley before. You could see <laughs> Hulk Hogan. And you would know each guy. And each guy had a character. And there was a, a certain, you know, a vibe yes. to it. And the, and the Vibe, personality. Yeah, personality. Whole, you know, yeah, the, the, exactly. The, 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 the charisma of the guys. How long, have you, how long has Fozzie been around for? I mean, gosh, what, it's like a decade and a half? It what? is. We started, uh, we started in 2000. Oh, for, for we, our listeners, just in case you don't know, like... Mr. Yeah. Chris Jericho over here has a Mr. band Jericho named Fozzie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but our last record. And you guys rock hard. I we love rock it. hard. Your last record was huge, Judas. Right? Yeah, we massive. we have two top ten singles from it, and they're about ready to release a third one. That's so awesome. it's really cool because it's like we started in 2000, but it was kind of spotty, and then 2010 is when we decided to really go for it. Yeah, that's when and, you were taking some time off. From, I did, and yeah, that's yeah. when I stopped wrestling full time. Yeah. And that's when kind of Fozzie started becoming the priority, and it's still wrestling when the time is right. But um, and here we are, like I said, with with these two top ten singles and all this great stuff that's happening. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rock a rock band and a wrestler, and I did. Hey, look it. at you, live, li- yeah. living, the, living the goddamn living, dream. Living the and dream, meet, man. And to meet Macaulay Culkin. I know. Yeah, hey, that's hey, all you trifecta. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, though, dude. Like I said, anytime you get a chance to meet somebody that you have mutual respect sure. for, it's yeah, a, it's a cool thing. Yeah, you know, well, it's a cool yeah. Thing. Uh, well, you know, what that, that, that is that is returned. How long yeah. have you? So you guys have been doing it for that long? How many days on the road? Like, like, because I think you've actually been hitting the road really hard with Fozzie. Yeah, we have. Because when you have a success you got to really focus in on it and roll yeah, with it yeah so this, yeah i know you're hitting the road hard how yeah, many yeah. dates are you doing in the year well we started last may and i oh gosh we've got to be almost 150 now and i think by the end of this tour we'll be closer to 250 and a lot international too right a lot of national, yeah That's awesome. yeah yeah you really guys strike me as something that like you know you know yeah. germany norway sweden yeah like, those, like, like, that sound definitely like, hits those like the, the those UK, hard. uk uk yeah for that's us. another good one yeah um ireland because you can't say they're part of the uk anymore um australia mm-hmm. We're going back there for the first time in five years. It's going to be great. So we've, we've been really good. But there's other places like Japan won't take us. It just won't right. translate. So it, it, they it, won't, it's, yeah. It's not big in Japan. We're not, we're not, we're not big <laughs> in Japan. Have you played gigs out there and stuff? We've never had a gig there. Well, you know I've been to Japan 60 times yeah, with wrestling. Say, right? yeah. But we can't get booked with Fozzie because the Japanese are very, uh, the very um, rules are rules, I always say yes, in Japan. Yes. So if you're a wrestler... There's no way you can actually be a singer in a band too, because that's not how it works. Yeah. And it's like if we would just get the chance to go there once, I know we would do really well. Because your sound would work out there. It, 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 yeah. it, 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 a combination of the sound, the the show is very fun, entertaining, and people know who I am. Yeah, they would go because yeah. they're waiting to see Fozzie. Yeah. So 
There's still a few. Do, 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 do you hear that, Inoki? It's yeah. weird, right? You're, you're, you're the intercontinental champion of the world right now, right? We just, like, we just, I mean, main evented the Tokyo Dome six months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. Judas was my ring song by design. Yeah, which was awesome, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Especially yeah. the teaser too, when they first did when, yeah. you, when you did. And when, yeah, yeah. I figured, you know, if, if we can't get booked, I'll do. It, I'll, get, I'll get my song free promotion. Play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sooner or later, and soon, and there is actually some talk now of us going there, which is great. But you know, it's like anything else. You, you have to. You have to open each door one at a time, and yeah. sometimes they don't open all at once. But that's okay. We we don't mind working hard. Sometimes you have to crawl through the window. You know. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes you gotta, yes. Mm-hmm, so you go mm-hmm, through the mm-hmm. you know the, the drain or through the through the vents or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of times we had to work twice as hard to get people's respect just because I was in the band. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And um, curse so and a blessing. It, it, I was right? about to say yeah. that yeah. It's, it's, it's a you know double edged sword. Kind exactly. Of thing because yeah, there's certain people who just want to come just to see. They'll show up to see it no matter what. Right. 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 I mean, there's certain times where they shoot. No. Like. You're you're bringing in fans and you're also earning fans. There's also a bunch but of looking us. We're but like, believe me, I've been yeah. in a stupid band before. Like you know, yeah. But dude, like, I was uh, gonna say, stupid, even for you though, like, as yeah, an actor, stupid. I'm sure there's a transition yeah. phase that you have to make. And we'll talk about this more when, when you do my show. But yeah. I mean, sometimes people like uh, Taylor Momsen's a perfect example. Uh-huh. She was you know a child actor. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, 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 Cindy Lou Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, Grinch, Grinch, Grinch Stole Christmas. Christmas. Sure. And now her band Pretty Reckless is huge. But she said at first people were always thinking like, oh my, just to go on stage in a you know a she, outfit yeah she, yeah she was the girl from Gossip Girl with lots of eye makeup on bingo now, you know exactly and boom like yeah ex- looky loose they're just only there to see the that's girl right who, like, and you people know. sometimes it's it's getting easier now but people sometimes don't want you I talked to Rob Zombie about this when he started making movies people don't want you to do the different other things thing, yeah. yeah. You're known for this. Yeah. You got to stay in that box and do it. Exactly. It's all about boxes. That's yep. right. And I've always been about, I don't give a fuck about a box. When I told people I wanted to be a wrestler when I was 15 years old, people laughed at me. I legitimately remember people laughing at me. My, my church laughed at me because the, the pastor took me on stage and said, Chris is going to Calgary to become a wrestler. I remember people laughing. Yeah. And, and I, it's ridiculous because right now, I mean, I'm, you guys can't see us, but like, we're pretty much the same height and the same weight. I mean, like you. Yeah, I mean, I'm the big, I'm the biggest one in the room right now. It's shocking how it's, it's when you're shocking, when you're in front of Chris Jericho, you yeah, yeah, how yeah. slender you are. But I mean, no, the, the time weight. I was small. Yeah, yeah, no. Because if you think sure. about 1990, when you first time, started, it was six foot eight. Yeah. Yeah, there was there wasn't even cruiserweights then. Yeah, it was it was it was six foot eight guys, the 300 pound muscle heads, mm-hmm. and guys like me would just be the job guys. But I knew early on that you know in the local shows in Calgary that I could. I would never be the biggest guy in the show, but I could have the biggest charisma and the biggest personality. And you always and, did, man. You always have. Well, that, and that, thank you. But that's why, because I always focused on that. Yeah. And then when I started going to Mexico, uh, I realized, wow, I am one of the bigger guys on the show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And combine that with the personality and the charisma. And, and then Japan, right? where you're yeah. kind of in the middle, but the same thing. And each step of the way, you learn something. Uh, and that's one thing I love about my career. Like some guys now, uh, if they sign to NXT, two years later they're on the main roster, and God bless them, that's great. For me, it took me nine years to get to the True. WWE. But look, but look you went through what, the circuit. Like I, I mean, did. you were, you were actually like one of the last, like of like that kind of almost generation kind of thing. You're right. That yeah, you had to jump around. You've held the, the, the main, the main title in like every Indeed. major company on the planet. Well, not not too, quite, right? but I mean, I, I've been. I can say I've not been a, a star <laughs> in sure. every co- country. You know, because I had to go one at a time, like. I did it on the Canadian indie scene. Then I went to Mexico and made it there. Then in the height of my popularity, I fucked off to Germany for six weeks because I wanted to try that out. Then I went to Japan and stayed there for a few years. And then it was Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And then it was ECW. Yeah. Then it was WCW, which led to finally getting to WWE. And it had back to Japan. Well, yeah, back to Japan. <laughs> but each one of those places you learn 
And so when you did have some issues, like for example, WWE, when I first went there, it was hard at first. There was a lot of politics, but I, I knew, no. yeah, crazy, right? Some, 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 no. some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I still knew, okay, as long as I stick to my guns and, and just get some confidence, I'll be able to get over because I'd been over everywhere else. And getting over is not, uh, it's, it's not a, 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 a magic elixir or some yeah. kind of a formula. You just, you just know how to do it or well, you I don't. Mean, it's, it's, it's the George Plimpton X factor. It's, it's it with yeah. a capital I T. I like love the George Plimpton it. reference. Oh, thank you. Here's well, one for you. George Plimpton, when I was a kid living in Winnipeg, he was the uh, spokesman for Intellivision. I remember this. Which really? was I the, the yeah. console. Yes, yeah, which yeah, it was, man. it was the, it was the, uh, kind of the Pepsi to Atari's Coke. Sure. Yes. It was the yes. alternative. Uh-huh. And it was really crazy because, you know, Atari had the joystick and television had a little dial. Like yeah. a little oh, spinning right. dial. It was like a, a well, you would use it with your, yeah. with your thumb, but it was never really easy to use. So I was always an Atari guy, but George Plimpton was but the Atari guy. But there you go. I know. He was also adopter. in the, uh, the ads in the magazines. Thing. Yeah. He was in the print ads Old and everything. Old school ads yeah, and the comic yeah, books yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That'll really get the kids in there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I was saying is that like X Factor, it. Like it with the capital I T. Like either you got it or yeah. you don't. That's true. Kind of thing. And, yeah. no, it and it like every, every step of the way, you kept on testing your it. Yeah, and you really? can always see that. I mean, it's like anything else in, in show business. If you know, even in acting, if you know how to connect with the audience, you'll always have a gig. And that's how you become a star yeah. is you can go recite the lines. I remember I, I went uh, studied acting out here with a guy uh, called Kirk Baltz. Who was uh, he's he's Marvin Nash? I just watched it last night. Re- Reservoir Dogs, the cop who gets his ear cut off. Okay, yeah. yeah. He was a great actor, and he said, "Listen, he said, you can learn your script, and it means nothing, or you can recite a Chinese menu and make people cry. Mm-hmm. It's not the words, as you know. I mean, yeah, you're a fucking very right. accomplished actor. It's the feeling and, and and the vibe and making people taking people on a journey to make them feel something. Yeah, and that's what we do in wrestling. That's also what you do with music. Too. And yeah, you do it with your words. You do it with your body. You do the yeah. whole. You know, you do it with your look. You do it with just yeah, a look. Yeah, the whole thing." I mean, I mean, yesterday I took my, my daughters, all my kids, to see uh, Jurassic World. Sure. Yeah, what do you think? Have you seen it? We well, haven't no. seen the new one yet. No. I, I loved it. Was it I mean, great? I, right. They loved it. I loved it. I, I, right. I like Chris Pratt. Not being a spoiler, but the, 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 the whole premise of the movie is that the, 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 the island that they're on is imploding. It's volcanic. It's going to get destroyed. So they basically nice. have to save the dinosaurs. Clock and, and bring them, them on the mainland, right? But in the fine Disney fashion, some get left behind. And as they're standing on the boat, there's a couple dinosaurs in the smoke kind of like... Oh. And my girls would not stop they crying. Bawling. I'm like, it's, it, it's not real. It's dinosaurs. <laughs> no. But they didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They believed it. And that's the whole point of everything. And, and right? that's the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And that th- those things don't even exist. So something that was rendered on a computer. That's and, right. Know, it made them feel something. Yeah, and there's there's a famous wrestler, a Hall of Famer called Nick Bockwinkel. Oh, of course. And I modeled a lot of my 2008 character off of him: suit mm-hmm. and tie, big words, I, I, slow I, talking. I've noticed. You can see, right? <laughs> it's not. It's 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 it's, it's all plagiarism. No, no it was just know. me. It was just me. <laughs> no That's the only one who noticed. <laughs> but, but he told me years ago. I had the pleasure of meeting him in 1992, and he said, "You know, I could." I could tell people for 30 minutes that wrestling isn't real, that it's a show. And then I can go have a match for 30 minutes and have people calling me a, a fucking liar yeah. at the end of it, a you bastard, know, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. storytelling, yeah. you know, the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And, um, it's a ballet. I mean, like you're telling is. a story with your body. Like it's it, so cool. It, it, it really is. And that's, like I said, that's one thing that I really, uh, to me now more than ever, I really enjoy about, about wrestling is, is, 
I don't have to ever wrestle again. If I never had another match, I've done everything you can do. We're going to wrestle after this, by the way. Absolutely. Besides, yeah. Other than this match after <laughs> the show. Okay. Yeah. Winner gets the bunny ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, Watch out. I, I fight dirty. <laughs> I go for the knees. They're actually stuck on your head. Yeah, yeah, we'll put your small guy theory to the test right after yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. But um, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, but but the reason why I still enjoy it is I love the storytelling element of it. Yeah. I love the creativity. And that's why I really enjoyed doing the Japan thing because it was a step away from the norm a step away from doing, you know, working for, for Vince McMahon for almost 20 years, there's a certain way you do things. That's just the way it is. Go, so the first time it was opened up in a while for you. A lot of freedom. Yeah. Now, now listen, I'm not going to, don't get me wrong, working in the WWE, that style is the best style. You learn, that's how you really draw people in. But to take the WWE style and then combine it with the New Japan style of Kenny Omega and Naito, suddenly we got something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's the storytelling element of Jericho that, that we did. And I was laughing when before I did that match with Kenny that a lot of people were like, there's actually twofold. The with Alpha Kenny, Omega. Yeah, yeah Alpha yeah. Omega was, oh, yeah, how's Jericho going to keep up with Kenny Omega? You know, he's not going to be able to have that match style that he had with the I'm like, you guys are missing the point. I work the style of match that works and combine that with Kenny's style. It was fantastic. Well, thank you, man. But of course it was going to be like, you can't take a Jericho after all these years of experience and a Kenny who's possibly the best wrestler in the world. And I mean, sometimes you don't have chemistry, but you know, it's going to be good because we know how to tell the story. Same thing with Naito. He doesn't speak a word of English. Um, But the match that we had was Okada and Omega, which was the end of this great rivalry, possibly the best ever for people that aren't wrestling fans. And I knew they were going to go 70 minutes and nonstop action. Seven-star match. Seven-star match. How do I compete with that going on right before him uh, and going on right after Will Ospreay, who's one of the greatest high flyers in the world today? What do I do? Well, okay, Will's going to be flying all over the place. Kenny and Okada have the storyline and the drama and the time. I want to go shorter with Naito and just beat the shit out of each other. Let's just kick the shit out of each other. You know, and and, you stylistically told a different story. You thought about the story. Yes. And the style of match. And even how you look down to your gear and your your face makeup. And and once again, that's reinventing, you know, um, I've always done that with my career. When a character starts feeling boring or outdated, I'll change it. And, when I do, but I always keep the scarf. I always keep the scarf. Always <laughs> the scarf. And some like kind of light up element, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like a lot of people were like, you know, they were asking me in New Japan. I have a jacket that lights up. Uh, I know you guys know that, but maybe your, yeah, your yeah, listeners don't. It's, it's don't a light know. up jacket. Uh, it's like like a Christmas tree lights on a jacket. It's much more expensive and You're technical than that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty yeah. fucking cool. It's, 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 cool. it's become it's become kind of iconic. And I wore it in in Tokyo at the Tokyo Dome with Kenny. But it didn't feel right to me. The character's a little bit crazier. And the you know short, tight, sparkly guy with the light-up jacket, Jericho, just didn't feel right. Yeah. So what was I, the inspiration for the last Naito? I'll yeah. tell you. So I, um, I attacked Naito uh, a month before the match wearing a mask. And the mask is part of his team, Los Ingonerables de Japón, a um, nice. guy called Bushi. And Bushi wears black lipstick. And so I sat in the crowd with this mask on. And, of course, no one is even paying any attention to it. But to me everybody's staring at me. You're hiding in plain <laughs> yeah, yeah. sight, but you're scared. Cause but, but you have to perform that if way. If one people to assume every, every single person fan. is looking yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but nobody knew I was there because it's a surprise, but I'm like, if anybody sees me, I, I, I have to. Yeah. So I put the black lipstick on. I also put some dark uh, eyeliner on to kind of, 
not make my eyes smaller, but I wanted not people to see a wide-eyed, blue-eyed guy, but maybe a little bit, not squinty, because I'm not saying like that, but I just wanted a different appearance. Yeah. That would make me feel better. So I put some eyeliner on, and I put the black lipstick on, and then when I unmasked, seeing the pictures back of it, I said, that looks really looks cool. It looks yeah. crazy and weird, and yeah. the people don't really know, you know, what somebody was is. saying it's yeah. like a transvestite, somebody said it looks like early Ozzy Osbourne. Or, a little clockwork orangey almost. A little clockwork yeah, orangey. Yeah, Alice Cooper. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. people were thinking, of, and I said, that's perfect. So for the next one, I said, I'm, the, New Japan wanted me to wear the the the, the, bl- the light-up jacket. I said, no. I found another jacket that I had worn for Fozzie a couple years ago, just long, black, leather, kind like of stretchy kind leather of pants. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then I just said I'm just gonna put some makeup on it, put the black lipstick on. It. I just put a line over my eye, and then one to the side. Yeah, a little bit of crowy, a little, a little bit little crowy, of, but yeah. it, it wasn't vampire. It wasn't the crow. It wasn't any of these things. It was yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, it was a little and, bit of everything. And yeah. then I showed Gato, who's the Booker of New Japan, uh, a picture that a fan had made of me, kind of wearing Joker esque makeup mm-hmm. with a with a hat, like a clockwork orange hat. Yeah. He goes, he goes, you want the hat? And I'm like. You have one? He goes, yeah, I have. So I said, well, bring it. I'll see you. So he, he brought the hat and I so put it on. A bowler for you, you know. I just thought that's the that's the icing on the cake. Yeah, I yeah, really man. like that. Now, having said that, uh, walking through the dressing room for the first time, as we discussed earlier, here's the, here's the moment of truth. If people laugh, no, obviously they're not going to laugh because of <laughs> me, but what are people going to think? And no one even batted an eye. It's like, oh, there's that's Jericho cool. doing something else. And then to come to the ring and that, I just love that look. Yeah, and, and um, you've always kind of jumped around in your career, like style-wise, yeah. look-wise. Well, and you're always evolving and that's why it's super exciting to just to be a fan yeah. of yours and to watch you through podcasting and music and, and, and wrestling and, and the whole acting. And, and for we haven't brought it up yet, but you have one of the best cameos of all time and one of the best films of all time. And of course, that's my guy, uh, excuse me, McGruber. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, it's funny about that. So it's typical Jericho when they uh, they sent the script to WWE because they wanted some of the guys in it. And I don't do anything really wrestling related. I try and stay away from that because I'm trying to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, if it, if, spheres of influence. Yeah, if I've so possibly forth. done better at it than most WWE superstars Well, because, because yeah. you, that's the diversity. So they sent the script and I was like, eh. I said, I'm not going to do it unless I get some lines. Like, what they really want? I'm like, eh, unless I get some lines. So they sent... And rewrite back with like you know a little scene with me and, and Will Forte. I'm like that's really cool. There you go. But it's also typical Jericho. I'm like man, I want more lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna improv. Like yeah. on, the, on some, the day. Yeah, some yeah, fucking asshole. Around well, because I asked if I could. You know, yeah. it's that type of movie. Yeah. I studied with the Groundlings out here. Yeah. yeah. And those SNL guys. Was it Jorma direct? Right. Oh, Jorma. Yeah, Jorma directed. And Will Forte is a Groundling. Yeah. Because once a Groundling, always a Groundling. So that scene. You know, I, I can't remember the exact verbiage of it, but it was like, you know, um, oh, you and your dick jokes. I like to say them. I like to hear them. That's why I say them. That's why I listen. <laughs> Parts of that were improv. I don't remember. The, I think the, that's why I say them. That's why I listen was improv. And there's another piece that's improv. And it did turn out really, really that's well. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was great. And it's still the only time that I've ever had a, a part in a movie or a TV, whatever, that actually I bought a ticket and went to the movies to see saw on the big screen. Physically saw yourself yeah. on a big screen. Which, you know, I'd oh, never done so that I'm before. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Me and Mac are writing a fanfic for you right now. Yeah, yeah. The as, three as of us are... Actually, I already tweeted it. I All tweeted right, it just now. All right. So we'll open that. <laughs> and it, it seems like we're going to continue our conversation over on your show, right? I think we should. Is yeah, the plan. Yeah. Let's so, just continue it over. Yeah, so Warren, yeah, go exactly. over to uh, Talk is Jericho. You know what we should do is, is we'll air this the same. As soon as you're fit, this is part one and then we'll switch over to part two that was a thing
Yeah, that was a great thing. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? That and, was a great first part of And something. there's more of the thing coming. That's right, folks. If you're if you're listening live, it's coming on Friday the 17th. Excuse me, Friday the 14th of September on Talk is Jericho. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> and if it's after that, it's coming whenever you want it because that's how podcasts work. I don't have time to explain the medium to you. Yes, yes. This is <laughs> Sorry, kids. But uh, but thank you, Chris, for, for stopping by and talking Canada and some, some wrestling with us. Yeah. And, and we hope you check out part two. Um... Uh, let's do our pluggy type things real quick. Mac, where can yeah. folks find you online? Okay, yes. I am, uh, uh, I'm at Incredible Coke on the Twitters. And on the Instagram, I'm at Cokeamania. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm at Camel Toad on all the things. We're at BunnyEars.com. Check out our great articles up every day. Buy some moich. Uh, we're also at BunnyEarsPod on Twitter. BunnyEarsPodcast on the Insta. And give us a call, yo. We got a phone number. We take voicemails. It's 845-EASY-E-HOAX. That's 845-393-4629. You should totally leave us messages because we do listen to them. I personally listen to them. You do. We, and we don't laugh at you as much as we laugh with you a lot of the time. Yeah, no, no, no. Or just judge you. Yeah, no, yeah. We suddenly judge you. Max got a list of people he hates. Yes. Much like Chris Jericho's got a list. Yes. Welcome yeah. to 2018. Yes. I have a list of people I hate. He's got a lot of enemies. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but that's it. So definitely check out part two of, of this convo yeah, on, on Talk, Talk is, Jericho. is Jericho. And other than that, I'm Matt Cohen. I am uh, I am also Chris Jericho. Uh, and we have big <laughs> news, folks. We're retiring our old uh, our old outro. What, what are we What are we going to say this week, Mac? Try not to suck too many dicks. <laughs> oh, no. And if you do... Send some pics. No, I, we're not retiring. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> put me on the spot. I'm like, yeah, there I go. Sorry, buddy. I thought it was going to... I got For a second, I was like, I was so excited for how they were going to send us the dick pics. I know. I thought yeah. that was the switch. No, no, no. Like, fax. It's trying to suck too many dicks, but if you do fax us some pics. Yeah, fax. Yeah, that's it. Fax us some Get pics. Get with the fax machine this week, yeah. folks. <laughs> we'll see you on Talk is Jericho. Thanks, kids. Bye. Bye. Find me, gag me. Take me to the bunny ranch. Find me. Hey, what up, guys? It's your boy, Jared, middle of nowhere, Wichita, Kansas. I was uh, super excited to hear you talking about Star Wars in this last episode. Uh, and to hear that Mac actually peruses Wikipedia like I used to do all the time during, when I was uh, procrastinating schoolwork. My personal favorite piece of trivia I found on there was that a uh, Tatooine used to be a tropical paradise before the whole planet was glass bombed by these ancient assholes. And I guess the Tuscan Raiders and the uh, uh, what were the Jawas? They used to share a common ancestor. I never would have thought. Anyway, hope you guys have a good week. See you later and suck it. Hey, 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 everyone listening. Matt and Mac are the greatest podcasters you ever heard. They're fantastic. You need to listen to Bunny Ears. <laughs> My name is All Might. <laughs> hey, Bunny Ears Pod. Not all of the Warren was totally happy with the name Warren, but we're growing on it. Yesterday, I rode my bike to uh, the Karma Cup in Toronto. Giant open-air drug, well, cannabis. Uh, 
market and celebration. And uh, this morning I'm relaxing with uh, some of said cannabis and celebrating, listening to the pod. Anyway, suck some dick. Have a great day. Peace. A Bunny Ears LLC production. You are freaking lumberjack!